Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Well, it's that time again. It's time for Nick's Nerd News. I'm your host, Nick. Welcome to the show. Just want to apologize in advance. I uh, had a cold this past week, so that's why I'm, I'm probably sounding a little off today, a little congested, things like that. So if things sound weird or odd, it's it's just because I'm just congested to the to the nines. You know that that old saying. Um, but hey, let let's uh, let's get right to it, huh? Almost done with Kingdom Hearts three. I had a long long weekend over uh, over. Uh, President's Day, the the holiday, celebrating our presidents, you know, just playing video games. But uh, did did get a lot farther in Kingdom Hearts three. I probably knocked out a good two thirds of the game, or 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 so. And, and a lot of my chief complaints are are still there. A lot of underutilized plots from the movies, where as the first two games use those to great effect, and then the other part of it is. There's a lot of things that just felt half-baked, almost. And and you don't really notice that a lot until you get to the Pirates of the Caribbean world, which I think is the most well-done section of the game. And hats off to them to what, what they did with that, because there, there were things in there that I, I think it's one of the best designed, some of the best designed enemies that, that they've had in, in the whole series. And there, there's a really cool Heartless that you fight early on when you get to the Pirates world, and it's this this flying vulture creature, and uh, you get to fly around on another Heartless and kind of shoot it down, almost like an aerial battle. And the the thing that lends itself is they went really hard into the like hyper realism for for that section of the game, which they they kind of did in Kingdom Hearts two when they first went to the Pirates world, but. And then there's this whole section, uh, spoilers here, I mean, the, the game's been out almost a month, but there's a there's a whole section where you can ride around on your own pirate ship. It's almost like a um, their own version of Assassin's Creed Black Flag. A lot of chests to, to unlock and things like this, but the the heartless design in the pirates is, is top-notch, and they, like, went hard into the theme, whereas they, they kind of lacked, even in Frozen, in... in Monsters Inc. and things like this, they they just didn't they didn't utilize the themes like they did in the previous games. And and it seems like and I, I said this to a friend, I'm like, it seems like they blew their load on pirates and just kind of slacked off the rest of the game. And and that's unfortunate because that was used to be one of the strong suits, is just the diversity in Heartless in the other games. And even the diversity in, in nobodies. But it's it's severely lacking in in this game. And 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 it, it saddens me a bit because we waited, what, 13 years for this game? And it's just a lot of things feel half-baked. And and the other thing I, I realized is I, I don't know what made them choose the, the different movies to pick from, but I, I just feel like a couple of them are, are way too late, especially the Pirates one. I mean, they did Pirates 3, and, and that movie came out, what, like seven, eight years ago now? I mean, even Tangled is almost 10 years old. 
And and it kind of shows that they, they picked these worlds a long time ago. And I, I, I don't know. And granted, I, I just looked. Pirates came out in 2007. So 12 years. They, they could they could have picked a newer one and fit it in. And I, I just... I, I felt like there could have been better decisions made. And, and I, I only just got to the Big Hero 6 world and... Hopefully they they utilize that as well. That's a newer movie. Frozen's a newer movie, but I I and, and there's a lot less worlds in this than there were in two and things like that. And, and then I just realized they they completely got rid of almost every single Final Fantasy character, which is kind of odd because some of them were on like the the main island with with Sora and Riku in the beginning of the first game. But that that's neither here nor there right now. But I, I'm I'm just still a little disappointed in things. I, I'm I'm happy with what they did in in the pirates world, but again, it it's just it seems like they they focus so much on on building that world and that experience that they kind of let other things go to the wayside, especially when it came to enemy design, because there there's very few new heartless that were introduced, and and that was upsetting to me, because that that's something I always enjoyed, uh, something I always enjoyed in in the in the last couple games that they, they just had this awesome um, use of, of, uh, of, of creations for the, for the, the, the heartless. And it's just, I don't know what happened. I really don't. And, and unfortunately this, this isn't a game that would lend itself to DLC. And I, I just, I, I don't know. And, and, I, I think I would bump my rating up. I think I gave it an eight, eight point five. I, I'm I, I'm gonna leave it. I'm I'm gonna leave it at eight, and I'm almost done. And I, I don't think that's gonna change at this point, unfortunately. But uh, eight is is the highest I would give it. And it just granted when when you're waiting thirteen years for something, you're gonna put extremely high expectations, and that's just where it's gonna fall for me. And and part of it is just because it 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 has a lot of dated movies. Hell. You know, I was saying some of those movies were ten years old. Monsters Inc. is almost twenty years old, and I, I felt like they they could have utilized a little more worlds. Granted, Toy Story was a given because it, it needed to be there because it hadn't been there at all. I, I think it was cool they went back to pirates. I think they could have chose something else. If, if you ask me, I think Wreck It Ralph would have been a, a way better addition than than Tangled. Because it would fit itself more with the heartless, or nobody's kind of using the the glitchiness of, of it. And granted, Ralph is in it as like a summon, but I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm okay with them bringing Olympus back just because Hercules and and them have been a part of the game since the beginning, and that that's a a different situation. But if 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 you ask me, I, I just felt like they they dropped the ball a bit. On, on world choices. Granted, I don't think they could have used Marvel or Star Wars just for a, a plethora of reasons, and I don't think they would have fit. Marvel and and Star Wars don't lend themselves as well just because there's not a lot of supernaturalness going on in those, whereas that, that's already set up in, in Pirates and some of the other Disney movies, but I don't think it would lend itself to those two properties, and... and which is which is fine by me, but I I just feel like there's a couple of worlds that that they could have used and and they didn't. And hell, I would have even taken 
Let, let me let me let me take a look here at some some Disney movies that have come out. Like oh hell, Zootopia they could have used. Even um, it'd be really funny if they did Maleficent, but that that wouldn't work. I mean, you you could have done Tomorrowland. I know that movie didn't do well, but I I think that would have worked. Inside Out would have been a better choice than Monsters Inc. I think. Uh, cars wouldn't work just because I don't know how that would work, honestly. Moana, even. Hell, get The Rock involved. That See, that Moana, I think, or Incredibles would have lended themselves a whole lot better than, than, than some of the things they did. Hell, even if they did like the Muppets as like the real world, I, I, I just, I, I felt like they, they dropped the ball a bit on on the choices and and maybe Disney hampered them on that so I, I, I you can't blame them um you you can't blame them for that it it's just I'm I, I don't know and granted game development takes time so I understand that they they couldn't use some of the newer ones just because of of the whole five takes at least five years to make a game and Square Enix for some reason takes an ungodly amount of time, but uh, I don't know. That, that That's all I have to say about it. Uh, let, let's move on. Uh, Crackdown 3 and Far Cry New Dawn also came out, and Crackdown 3 is is somehow... It, not somehow. It's, it's just not getting great reviews, and that's unfortunate because it was delayed so much, and I'm having a lot of fun with it, though, because I loved the original Crackdowns, and Crackdown and... Just Cause occupy somewhat of the same space, just going around just doing a lot of bullshit for uh, just blowing shit up and, and, and things like this. But I'm having a whole lot more fun in Crackdown 3 than I am, I did in Just Cause 4. And I think part of that has to do with with um, like collecting agility orbs and, and just other things that go on in, in Crackdown that aren't in... Just Cause 4, like, you, there, just there's a, a superhero type thing that goes with Crackdown that's not in Just Cause. And I, I haven't had a chance to jump into the multiplayer just yet, but the campaign is fine. And uh, I, I would put Crackdown so far, and I'm probably a third of the way in, probably like a 7. It, it's okay, and there's nothing wrong with liking an okay game. You don't have to enjoy... Every game you play doesn't have to be a 10, and... and you know, one one of my favorite people at IGN stresses this, and it's Ryan McCaffrey, and you know, he tweeted recently like it's okay to like an okay game. Like, stop, don't you don't have to like bend over backwards to defend a game that's just mediocre. But one thing that I I think was really funny, and Windows Central reported this, Crackdown Three was the most played new game at launch, beating Far Cry New Dawn, Jump Force, Metro Exodus, and then even like Red Dead on Xbox One, and uh, this was all reported by, so this is reported by Windows Central, who saw it on GameIndustry.biz, and the only games that beat it out were Apex Legends and Fortnite. So, uh, True Achievements, this is all through True Achievements, so it's it's this clusterfuck of, of who's reporting it, but um, they they True Achievements always posts a list of games uh, people playing number of games through they use some kind of api data for xbox and it reached number three on the charts 
the multiplayer was was much lower because I mean Crackdown never really had multiplayer before, but that that's um that's really cool, and that that's all due to Game Pass probably because Game it was free on Game Pass at launch, and a lot of people just jumped right into it that way, and and nothing wrong with that. That's actually pretty cool. Far Cry New Dawn as well. Haven't really had a chance to to play too much of that, uh, just because we me and a couple buddies decided to hop into. Halo 5 and, and play the campaign because a couple of them have never beat it, but uh, New Dawn is gorgeous in 4K. And I, I have yet to, to pop in 5 uh, since I got my 4K TV, but, but New Dawn is just it is a beautiful game to look at. There's so many bright, vibrant colors just because that's what was designed in the game, and so far the story's cool, and it, it it's a continuation of, of the of five story. It's on the same map, and just about 20 years in the future, post a nuclear holocaust <laughs> in the U.S., but having a lot of fun with it so far. A little bit of different weapon types, just because it's a post-apocalyptic, so things are kind of hammered together. You get this, like, saw blade launcher, which is really fun to use, but having a little bit of fun with that. I'm not going to rate that just yet, just because I, I haven't put enough time into it to, to give an accurate gauge, but having fun with it, as I do with Pretty much every Far Cry except Far Cry Primal. That game fucking blew. But let's let's move on to just other things going on in the gaming industry. Ubisoft announced that the Division 2 will have an open beta March 1st through the 4th, which is about a week and a half before full release. So if, if you guys uh, didn't get a chance to play in the VIP beta or anything like that and want to check out the game, get that download ready for the 1st through the 4th of March. Uh, turns out those rumors were true about Activision. They laid off around 800 people, mostly at Blizzard, and uh, mostly consisting of marketing, non-essential staff, whatever the fuck that means. But uh, So that, that was about 8% of Activision Blizzard staff. Unreal. And uh, uh, Yet, at the same time, they're going to be increasing their game development staff. So it's a kind of weird sh- situation. It's like, uh, we're getting rid of those people so we can hire more of these people, which... Nothing wrong with that. With more game developers means, hopefully, uh, faster release times. But who knows? Call of Duty 2019 will have a campaign, and uh, it is Infinity Wars year to come back. No, uh, no news on if we're gonna have a Infinite Warfare sequel. Definitely not getting a Ghosts sequel. Hell, maybe it might be. And now, 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 bear with me here. Maybe it'll be Modern Warfare Five. How about that? That'd, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? But obviously it'd have to be like a reboot of the series since the story kind of ended in, in Modern Warfare 3. But Or or maybe do it from a, a different take. Be the same universe, but from a different angle. I don't know. Nintendo had a Direct announce some new games, the, the biggest of which is Lo- uh, Link's Awakening, a remake of the old NES game or Super NES game. Uh, coming to Switch. Uh, and then Bioware, Casey Hudson was be- being interviewed and they asked him a- a- about Mass Effect, obviously, and he said they are definitely not done with Mass Effect. They're just trying to figure out a way uh, way to bring it, uh, to work on it and bring it back. But, hey, that's um, that's interesting. And then one more thing before I, I get into a little bigger of a topic again. Uh, the AFL, I remember, you might have remembered a couple weeks back, I, I talked about how um, a survey came out and it found that a lot of game developers want to unionize. 
Well, the AFL-CIO, one of the biggest unions in the country, is actually calling on them to unionize now. And, and we'll see how that affects the, the industry as a whole, if that actually happens. And, and the, the last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Amy Hennig was interviewed at, at DICE. And if you don't know, Amy Hennig was uh, the leader at, uh, I can't, of, uh, at Naughty Dog. And she was behind pretty much all the Uncharted games, one through three. And most recently, she was in charge of Visceral and was working on that new Star Wars game that got canceled. And they were interviewing her about the industry, the state of the industry, things like this. And, and she, she had this to say, which is, which is kind, of, kind of true. And, and, and it makes you think. And she said this. This is a quote. Um, this was reported via multiple outlets. As much as we would all very much own the fact that we love to play these narrative games, these things that are very intentionally authored, structured like familiar stories from film or TV or theater, and they're by definition finite. It's becoming harder and harder to make those games anymore, said Hennig, partly because of business model and cost of development, but I think it's a shame. And and that's kind of true. While narrative games are, are still doing pretty well, I mean, look at God of War, just winning a plethora of awards. Look at Spider-Man and... and other other great narrative games, Uncharted's were amazing, but but it's true. It's like those games don't have a lot of return on investment like these free to play and multiplayer games do because they're not being constantly purchased months after the fact. They're not. There's no income coming later. Whereas opposed, uh, like look at Fortnite making a shit fuck ton of money. And, and that's a free-to-play game, and it's just raking in dough because people are just buying all the uh, microtransaction shit. And and the consumer is the only one to blame for this. This is this is not the industry's fault. They just got greedy. But the the problem is they they can they can take a risk on these games. But I mean, if they're making enough money from those others, they can take these risks on these on these narrative games. And if you put the right people in charge, those games will sell. Um, but you know, she also said that uh, she thinks that there's a, rev- a revolution coming in gaming, and, and there's a continuing her quote saying, "We're at this inflection point. Everything's going to change. We don't know. Is there another console generation after this next one? Is everything just going to be streaming to us the way music and TV and movies do? Once we have the widespread adoption of 5G, is it just going to be something we take for granted, like we do with music and TV and film? Now that you know." At the touch of a button, you are now in this experience, and even better than that, is it going to reach people that we haven't traditionally reached that don't consider themselves gamers? I'm excited about the fact that we may be able to crack into a much bigger audience that would actually welcome interactive content. So, that that's something to think about. And, and of course, Microsoft's trying to lead that charge with, with Project X Cloud and, and things like this, but it, it'll be interesting to see... How and I remember re- looking somewhere that even one of the Sony execs is is worried about the prospect of game streaming. It could hurt them. It could be a boon for them. So it, it 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 it's it's coming. We're at the precipice of this as as gamers, and and as we move closer and closer to a streaming future, it it and and physical media is kind of dying. Just the nature of business and things like this. It will be. Very be interesting to see in the next 10 years how, how gaming changes and evolves. But I, for one, welcome it all. I'm okay with it.
So granted, I live in a place and hopefully continue to live in, in a place and we all live in a place in a world that has the ability to do this, barring some extraordinary world-ending event that hopefully doesn't happen. But of, of course, this is probably plans that will be coming in, in the generation after the one that's purported to launch next year. But that's it for video games. Uh, let's kind of move on here. Uh, TV. A lot of news coming out of Nickelodeon, <laughs> of of all places. Um, so Are You Afraid of the Dark is getting a movie coming out later this year. And to coincide with that, they're going to have like a mini-series return on Nickelodeon. Um, somewhat of a tie-in to the film. No other news on that. I knew all that is coming with uh, some of the old cast members coming back from time to time. It's actually being produced by Kenan Thompson, who all that alum and is now one of the current longest serving cast members on Saturday Night Live. And uh, people don't know if he's going to stay on Saturday Night Live for much longer, which is unfortunate because he's one of the best uh, cast members there. Um, looks like they might be getting that animated Star Trek show that's been in the works. And then, so if you didn't know this, SpongeBob is turning 20 this year. Yes, 20. 20 years of SpongeBob uh, premiered in July of, of 1999. And uh, so to go along with the 20th anniversary, uh, which is unfortunate that it, uh, SpongeBob's creator, Steven Hillenburg, died last year. He didn't make it to, to the anniversary here. Uh, they're going to be doing a one-hour special uh, leading up. Uh, one-hour special. They're also going to uh, announce some spin-offs that will focus on some of the main characters. And this whole year-long celebration will lead up to the release of the new movie in 2020. So, yeah, th this is uh, per IGN. Nickelodeon's holding the best year ever. A tribute that includes an original one-hour special called SpongeBob's Big Birthday Blowout, which is premiering Friday, July 12th. There are also plans to expand the SpongeBob SquarePants universe with spin-offs focused on the core characters from the show, bringing them into new series, specials, and feature-length movies. It will ultimately culminate with the May 22nd, 2020 release of the SpongeBob movie, It's a Wonderful Sponge. So that's uh, the third SpongeBob movie. And they also said SpongeBob Birthday Blowout will be a mix of live action and animation and will feature the voice talent behind famous SpongeBob characters playing live action doppelganger versions of the animated characters they voice. In the special Patrick and SpongeBob Journey to the Surface, where they come across familiar faces during a lunchtime rush at the Trusty Slab restaurant. Meanwhile, Bikini Bottom residents set up a surprise party for SpongeBob. So, yep. That's, uh,. Oh, God, I feel old now. Jesus Christ. I remember when that show premiered. I remember watching it. Um, yeah, let's move on from that. Uh, the Breaking Bad movie was officially confirmed. It will uh, focus on uh, Jesse Plinkman. Is that how you say his name? I don't know. I didn't watch the show. Uh, it will premiere on Netflix and AMC, but it will be on Netflix first. And then uh, Hulu is developing two different shows based around the Alien franchise. That's uh, interesting. And then uh, one one more Nickelodeon thing, but this is more of a, a DC Comics thing. Uh, they're working on an animated version of the Batman and TMT Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Jesus Christ, uh, crossover comic. So uh, a couple years ago, there was a comic that had the uh, either Batman going into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe or, or vice versa, and they're going to be doing an animated version of, of that, and that's going to release later this year on Blu-ray and digital. 
which is pretty awesome, if you ask me. I, I heard that comic's really good. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet, but I heard that's one of the best written crossovers in a long time. Uh, Westworld Season 3 begins filming in March, so uh, that's going to be another year before that shows out. Uh, Netflix announced that they're going to have a anime Transformers prequel uh, that will air next year, which is pretty cool. Transformers are all over the place again. Um, back to Hulu here a second. Uh, they're developing a series based on the book uh, The Devil in the White City, and it's being produced by Leonardo DiCra DiCaprio. Um, that That's supposed to be a really good book. My mom said it was uh, really good. It's a bit of a thriller mystery book. And then on top of that, Hulu is developing adult animated shows for Marvel. Uh, one around, around Modoc, one around Howard the Duck, of all characters, uh, and, and some other ones that, that will all make up uh, a group called The Offenders. <laughs> kind of like the opposite of, of The Defenders. Was this, uh, the Loki show gets a Rick and Morty writer as their showrunner, so that means that show's probably going to re be really funny. Amazon also kind of created a uh, firestorm the other day when they tweeted out a picture of a map for their Lord of the Rings show. And it, it shows a map uh, that kind of goes east of the Sea of Rune, and it's uh, more east than any Tolkien map actually went. So they're hinting at maybe that this new Lord of the Rings show that they're doing is going to be a little different a, a little different from the Peter Jackson movies and, and what we've seen before in Lord of the Rings uh, multimedia. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And I, I just saw recently that a report that I, I guess the writers for this show are, are kept uh, under guard and locked in a room whenever they're working just to prevent any possible secrets or leaks coming out. So they are going balls to the wall here to make sure they don't have any like Game of Thrones level leaks on this. And then uh, my last bit of TV stuff... I don't know if you guys watch The Flash. I do. I, I really enjoy it. And and it turns out that one of its main stars might be leaving the show after this season. Um, not entirely, so not necessarily going to be a series regular anymore, which is essentially leaving the show. Because, I mean, if you're just a um, a recurring star, it's just not great. And, it, and it's Carlos Valdez who plays Cisco on The Flash. And that's unfortunate because he's probably the best character on that show. And yes, I know it's called The Flash, but I, I, I think Cisco brings a lot of heart and, and comic relief to that show that I none of the er, other characters really can. And they've given him a lot more character development than than pretty much everyone else other than, than Barry and, and Iris. And granted, he, he's the, the like the heart of, of Team Flash. He gives all the villains their names and kind of plays up all the different things and he's the one who creates everything he's he's almost um he's the man in the chair essentially for barry i mean yes the other characters play that role but but he's the man in the chair more than more than anyone i think and w without him it's just it's it's just not going to be the same and they've kind of been like doing weird shit with his character recently anyway but i i just hopefully i just hope that they get give his character a graceful exit so to say, um, and not some contrived, stupid way of, of like making him not a main character anymore. Cause it'd be really dumb if, if they did anything stupid like that, but I don't know. I don't know anymore. A lot of, I don't knows today. I just don't know. Such is life. 
such is life. And uh, let, let's just kind of round everything out. Surprise, surprise, Aquaman 2 is officially in development with Jason Momoa. They do have a script or a screenwriter. No word on if James Wan will return, which I'm, I'm stoked for. There was a lot of good world building in that. And uh, it releases soon on 4K, so can't wait to see how that turns out. Apparently, the Jared Leto uh, follow-up movies have been shelved. One of them, like, just around him, and then another one that was uh, going to be like a mad love type story between him and Harley, which I'm I'm fine with, really. I'm, I just want more Harley. And speaking of more Harley, Margot Robbie will be in Suicide Squad. Squad 2, despite some other recent rumors and reports. But I do have some sad news. And Ben Affleck has officially confirmed his uh, retirement as Batman. And I I just, this is disheartening for me because I, I felt that he was one of the best people in the DCEU currently. He played an amazing Bruce Wayne, he played an amazing Batman. Um, he, he had the gravitas to play an older Batman and, and hopefully, hopefully they don't go with too much younger of a Batman for, for the Matt Reeves movie, because I I don't think it would, would necessarily tie into the DCU as much. Granted, they, they could go with someone who's in their mid thirties and, and that'd be okay. I, I just feel like that would be too much of a leap. Maybe someone granted Ben Affleck's what? Almost 50. So I I don't know how they're going to play it. I know John Hamm really wants to play Batman, and I would be perfectly fine with this because I'm a huge John Hamm fan. Hell, even if they got Army Hammer to come back, because he was supposed to be Batman in the old George Miller Justice League movie that got canceled about, what, 10 years ago, I think. But it, it's just unfortunate. And and he was on Jimmy Kimmel where he made the announcement because he's, he's really good friends with Kimmel. And Affleck said, I tried to direct a version of it, and worked with a really good screenwriter, but just kind of couldn't come up with a version that couldn't crack it. And so I thought it was like, you know, time to let someone else take a shot at it. They got some really good people, so I'm excited. And, I mean, that that's more, to me, that sounds more like, hey, I didn't direct it. Um, I couldn't figure out a way to write the story right or direct it, but I guess that's part of him not being Batman either. But... Hey, all more power to him. I'm, I'm happy he was open and honest with everyone. It's just, it's just sad because he he was my second favorite on screen Batman behind uh, Michael Keaton. But maybe this is for the best, and and we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Star Wars Episode Nine has officially wrapped filming, so it's on to post production uh, for the foreseeable future until release in December of this year. And on top of that. Um, despite some some confusion, I guess uh, DB Weiss and David Benioff are still working, are still writing and producing their own Star Wars trilogy for Lucasfilm. You know the creators of Game of Thrones, and Ryan Johnson is not leaving Lucasfilm. He is still in charge of his own trilogy. All the haters can go fuck themselves. Yeah, you heard me. No, I mean I'm kidding. I kid. You guys are cool. I just disagree wholeheartedly with you. The uh, Captain Marvel movie is tracking for a $100 million opening, which is kind of on par with how Wonder Woman did. That's really cool. It's getting really positive buzz right now. Can't wait to see that. Love Brie Larson. And um, was this Daniel Radcliffe was being interviewed recently, 
Uh, no, he's not playing Wolverine, despite the fact that just because he, he said he would like to do it doesn't mean he was offered the role. It's not how Hollywood works, people. Just because an actor says, I want to play this part, doesn't mean that they are cast in it. Um, but they also asked him about Harry Potter, and he thinks that eventually Harry Potter will either get a TV or movie reboot, which is kind of shitty. Because I think those are definitive versions. Like, they don't need a reboot. Casablanca didn't get a reboot. Star Wars hopefully won't have a reboot for a long time. I mean, technically, The Force Awakens was just a redo of Episode Four, But that's just my opinion, and most other people share. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know why, why he thinks that. But some movies just don't need to be remade. They're just perfect and classic as is. That's a that's an odd thing to say, especially from the star. But again, we live in a reboot society nowadays, so who knows? The uh, Pirates of the Caribbean reboot has lost the Deadpool writers that were attached uh, to to reboot the franchise, and I uh, I'm okay with this because I, I most I watched the most recent one, and it just it was not good, not good at all. I mean, they they had a cool teaser at the end for maybe. Davy Jones coming back. Spoiler alert for a two-year-old two movie, but I, I think they, they could have gone back with with that. I think they could have built on that a, a little better instead of a full-on reboot, but who knows how things are going to go since they lost the writers, so it's going to get, probably going to get delayed anyway at this point. And then um, uh, Frozen 2 had its trailer released. No speaking in it, not, not a whole lot going on, just uh, looks like it's not going to be as... Uh, Frozen as the first one, <laughs> some some puns there. No, I, I don't know. It's uh, the internet's going wild over some characters in it, and I, I think people are just overreacting and need to just tone it down a bit. Here, folks, let's let's just rein it in and don't just start imagining things. But yeah, Frozen Two comes out this year, which is insane. Ridiculous amount of Disney movies come out this year, and then uh, last bit of 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 movie news, but uh, Stephen Chow was being interviewed recently. He's a famous Chinese director and said that he is working on Kung Fu Hustle 2. And if you haven't seen Kung Fu Hustle, I, I demand that you go see it now because it is hilarious. It is an awesome martial arts comedy movie. It is, it is in Chinese. I, I would urge you to watch the Chinese version uh, with subtitles and not the dub because it, it's just it's not the same. It doesn't. I, I don't think it works. Um, but it's a hilarious movie, and I think a second one would would probably be just as funny. And uh, fun fact: Kung Fu Hustle will be coming to Netflix in March, so you will be able to uh, be able to watch it. So you can see that just about the gloriousness that I'm talking about. And I I remember seeing this movie in the theater and just going like what the fuck did i just watch because it was great it's so over the top and in chinese it in terms of they just go over the top in their movies which which is fine because it it, it it's it just makes for a fun experience but I, i'm i'm excited to see how how a second one will turn out but that that's kind of it uh for movies um just a couple comic uh comic book related news uh, DC announced that this is going to be the year of the villain, which I'm, I'm really excited for. Um, they're going to be also teaming up with McFarlane Toys on new collectibles. 
McFarlane Toys makes awesome collectible figures and, and things like that. Um, some new Batman collectibles are coming, and then they announced a new uh, a new uh, event storyline called Deceased, and <laughs> it's spelled D C, and then East, you know, like dead. So it's like a their zombie take. Um, looks kind of cool, and uh, one of the the variant covers was was perfect actually, and it showed like the Joker handing a red balloon uh, to one of the Robins. And it's like, you'll die too. And it, it's a take on, on it, which is great. And uh, I know Marvel did their like Marvel zombies a, a while back. So I guess it's DC's turn to do something like this. And then speaking of Marvel, uh, they announced that the original Star Wars comic, like the one Marvel did back in the 70s, around the time of the first movie, uh, is coming back for one issue. And it will actually fe- feature Jackson, who was this green uh, rabbit... Uh, anthropomorphic rabbit um, character who they introduced in their comic series hasn't wasn't really around in the the old expanded universe a whole lot, but uh, they're gonna bring be bringing him into the new canon um, with this one issue, which is just ridiculous. But it'll be, it'll be exciting to see how they uh, how they portray him in the new canon. But that's it for Nick's Nerd News. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, Make sure to check out my website, nixnerdnews.com. There you can find links to uh, the Spotify uh, option to listen to us, iTunes, and Google Play, if you you prefer one over the other. Also links to all the social medias for Nixnerd News, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Just search Nixnerd News on on your preferred social media platform of choice. You can find us there. And uh, got some fun things to talk about next week. Anthem comes out. Um, some other news, uh, regarding, um, oh Jesus, what's, what's going on next week? Anthem, uh, uh, some news on, on the Netflix Marvel shows. Um, and, uh, I don't know, some, just some other ramblings as, as per usual on Nick's Nerd News, but, uh, I'm going to leave you with this. Not, no, not, I'm not going to leave you with anything. See, I, I teased you there. Just come back next week. That that's all I ask. And uh have a good one, folks. I'll catch you on the flip side.